CP 105.5 The Roar. Third hour of the show begins right now. Back at 105.5 The Roar. Ben Milstead, Roy Philpott. I'm not even going to give you the phone number in the third hour. I'm not even going to tell it to you. If you listen to the station, if you listen to this show, you know it by heart, we'll hear from you. I think we're going to hear from you with what I'm getting ready to tell you. I think that's okay. It's okay. I don't like the direction this is going. <laughs> uh, during the break, Ben and I almost had our own show within the show, and I hate doing that. And it stems from the following tweet, which I respect, and I get... Going back to our previous conversation in our last segment, Brian Reese says, Roy, you're clueless on racing, man. <laughs> I don't think I am at all. And I've got a lot of stuff that backs up everything I'm getting ready to suggest, which is NASCAR has kind of been on this death spiral for, I don't know, the majority of this century, this new millennium. I'm too smart for NASCAR, Ben. I am too smart for it. What? I am too smart for NASCAR. You didn't just say Well, so, I mean, I, I, I get bored watching cars go around the same track 500 times in four hours. I, I feel like I'm better than that. 654 Roar. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm too smart for NASCAR. And I think the majority of the country, and I recognize where this show is right now, kind of in the heart of NASCAR country. My mom just moved up to Charlotte. I was up there yesterday, right by the racetrack, and oh, everybody's getting ready to come up for the race. That's great. But more people are going to that race, or less people, rather, are going to that race than ever before. Less people are watching NASCAR, and I think they're taking my stance on this than ever before. And if you don't believe me, I'll give you some of the numbers right now, and, and we can put this argument to rest. In an article on awfulannouncing.com dated late March this year, quote, while NASCAR may not be at the make or break point, NASCAR has poured a lot of effort into trying to reverse their long-suffering rating slide. There's a brand-new point system to what Ben was talking about. Races have been fundamentally changed to what Ben has talked about. Series has a new sponsor, and drivers are getting into fights on pit road. Yet NASCAR has been trying almost everything, and thus far, nothing is working. Nothing. It's still early in the days of the 2017 season, but after the Daytona 500, the sport has seen its poor ratings continue to slip slide away. Daytona viewership this year increased 5% over last year to 11.9 million viewers. That's substantial, no doubt. Each race since has been down versus last year, and the last three races have been down significantly. Here's the race-by-race -race stats, thanks to numbers from our friends Paulson at Sports Media Watch. The big picture is that NASCAR is staring at another season of serious declines. Serious. Atlanta, 3.8 rating, 6.6 .6 million viewers, down 7% and 3% versus last year. Lowest rating since 1998 for a race after the, the uh, Daytona 500. Las Vegas, 3.6 rating, 6 million viewers, down 18% and 17% versus last year. Lowest ratings for the race since joining the circuit again in 1998. Phoenix, 3.3 rating. 5.4 million viewers, down 18 to 19% versus last year. Almost 20%. Fourth lowest rated NASCAR race on Fox ever. California, 2.9 overnight rating. Again, down 17% compared to last year. You can say, okay, that's ratings. Phil Pot, what about butts in the seats? Here we go. A quick article from SBNation.com reveals the following. Number of spectators watching in person has also fallen dramatically. Three publicly traded companies that operate all but two of the 23 tracks on the schedule reported decline in admission revenue from 2010 through 2015. Dover Motorsports suffered a 51% decline. Speedway Motorsports, a 28% decline. International Speedway Corp., a 19% decline. That my friends, it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I'm not even telling you I want it to go away. I'm just telling you I don't watch it. Plyler said for years, and used to try to sell me on this back on our old morning show, we'll get you to a race. You're going to feel a lot differently about it. I mean, honestly, how many races have you been to since then? You know, it's, it's an all-day event. It looks like it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I, I used to go to the Carolina Cup or go to horse races or whatever, and it's, it, it's fun for all the reasons that I know it's fun, and I like that. I partake. I, I mm -hmm. get it. But fewer people than ever before are going. 
There's so many other things you want to do. It's kind of a hassle. Fewer people are watching because it's not as interesting. I like seeing Tony Stewart get fired up, but I, you know, but maybe there's not as many of those compelling personalities in the sport either, which is something that every sport kind of needs. Sometimes it seems a little trumped up at times when they try to force the issue. Floor is yours. You tell me where I'm wrong. I don't I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm saying there are there are very good reasons behind where it's at right now. I I do think you're wrong in in the enjoyment of NASCAR. And I agree. I, I mean, I admit it's not for everyone. Just like football's not for everyone. I know that's blasphemy, but that you know, not everybody likes everything. Uh I was not a NASCAR a, a huge NASCAR fan until I went to a race and then I was hooked for about 10 years there. But just take forget NASCAR forget that we're talking about NASCAR for a moment. Take any sport that is doing so well they don't even know how to spend the money and then gouge your fans for ticket prices, change the way that you award or recognize a champion, lose some of the names that built the sport in the first place and make the product so uh, unidentifiable at times that you don't even know the difference in... It's almost like you don't know the difference in teams in football. That's sort of the way the cars are now. All right, so for the NASCAR super fans or the casual fans, and clarification here from Brian who says the reasons for its demise are all on NASCAR's manipulation, which is what you're saying. Right. And Brian says, my bad, not clear on what I meant. Fair. Absolutely. I can't identify with it anymore because I don't recognize it. So NASCAR mucked it up. Yeah, I don't recognize the sport. I like the sport. It's changed so much, I don't recognize it. When you don't even know who the title sponsors are anymore, that's a problem. I don't doubt that, and I'm going to add insult to injury, and I guarantee you, the millennials, NASCAR ratings are basically non-existent, which goes back to kind of what I talked about, where at times uh, you take this elitist stance of, ah, you know, I'm smart in this. I don't need to watch this. You may not like hearing that as a NASCAR fan. I, I, I wouldn't either, but I, you know, I've never been drawn to it, I suppose, and I'm less drawn to it now than what I've ever been. And we've done shows talking about NASCAR before where I need to be interested in it. You kind of pseudo-fumble your way through it, I suppose. Uh, Chris and Easley has a take on this. Chris, good afternoon. Uh, yes, sir. This is uh, Chris from Easley. I just heard the comment about being too smart for NASCAR, and I'm kind of in the same boat. I was, uh, I was never a fan of NASCAR. And uh, all of a sudden, I went to a race one day. You know, my uh, uncle got me to go. And it was the most exciting thing that I've been to. That, I don't know. Saying you're too smart for NASCAR is like saying I'm too smart for chess, but you've never played. I mean, sure. You've never, been, you, you've never been to a race. Tell me and, what you know, enthralled you so much when you got there. What, what was it that grabbed Chris's attention? You said, you know what, man? I'm giving this thing uh, a, a second chance, a third chance, and I'm coming back. Let, give it to us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, well... You know, a lot of people say the environment is yeah. it's great environment-wise, but when you get a headset and you hear the pit crew talking to the driver and the driver saying, hey, you know, I told you to tighten this up. I told you to tighten this up. I'm coming back in the pits. They're fighting uh, over over what's going to happen next and what, what needs to work. Do they need a change? Do they, do they need fuel now? Or are they trying to save it? I mean, the whole thing is just so exciting if you can hear from, you know, with your headset on, if you can hear everything that's going on, I think that's what what the real fans have. Um, they understand everything that goes into it, kind of like baseball. When you watch baseball, you know uh, the other caller earlier was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this pitch and this pitch, and this is gonna get fouled off. You know, to somebody that doesn't watch baseball a lot, you're like, eh, this kind of sucks. He's thrown eight pitches and nothing's happened. So I, I really think that a lot of it comes down to. There's not anybody in almost every sport. There's not anybody that really stands out. It used to be the Braves in the 90s. And, you know, you had these unstoppable teams. I think that's why college football does so well. Um, you've got your Alabamas, your Clemsons, you know, but you're always pulling for an underdog because there's always that, you know, Tiger Woods, for example, with golf. Uh, Tiger Woods made golf because he was so outstanding and so incredible. Um, and I think we need more of that in every sport. And it doesn't matter how long games are. Uh, people are going to watch. Chris, that's great stuff. And, and I would agree, especially with your last couple of comments there. Thank you and stay in touch. 
Every sport needs that. As we talked about back in our first hour, the NBA needs LeBron James, not because you love him or hate him, but because you love him or hate him. (laughs) Follow that? He's polarizing. You may not like him, so you're going to root against him. So you want to see him collapse with the Miami Heat or now with the Cleveland Cavaliers and what happened last night in game three. Or you love him and you want to prove all the LeBron haters wrong, which you've done pretty much for the last couple of seasons. Tiger Woods and golf, the last decade, the Tiger Slam, uh, everything that happened uh, over that holiday where everything really went south for Tiger Woods. And even when he's stunk, you still want to watch him either because you're pulling for his comeback or rooting for him to fail even more and fall into to obscurity even more. But he's polarizing. The evil empire known as the uh, Los Angeles Lakers at times or the New York Yankees at times or the Dallas Cowboys at times. And certain players or teams in certain eras just invoke these brands and this sense of who they are and you either love them or hate them. And it's not whether you love or hate. It's just that that feeling exists and that enhances the overall brand of that particular league in NASCAR. You know, no Tony Stewart, rainbow warrior, Dale, uh, Dale Earnhardt senior. And you lose these personalities in conjunction with the loss of identity of the brand itself with all these changes that Brian on Twitter was talking about that Ben was talking about in a very educated way. It's non-existent. And unfortunately, in this day and age that we live in, you don't get a lot of second chances to try to get it right. The one thing I would do is this. I would credit NASCAR for taking swings at it to try to figure out how to correct it and fix it. It's almost like it's too late to be fixed with how people operate Mm -hmm. their lives in 2017. And it's not that NASCAR goes away, but certainly it's that NASCAR is never what it used to be. And that it's really got to pick and choose how it finds its new sense of self entering the next decade. That that's true, and they are. I will give them credit for at least trying to fix. I I hope it's not too late. Uh, but yeah, NASCAR is trying. And let me just add one more thing. Then we're going to the phone. It doesn't help that all of these things happen about a decade after or two decades after the, really the golden era of the sport when everybody in the sport in the 80s it felt like was a superstar. I mean, some of the biggest names in the history Teddy. of the sport Earnhardt. were in the 80s and you don't have those guys to identify with. And you had you had true villains, you had true good guys, and right, I mean, we, we have that right now in the NFL. Right. Tom Brady, New England Patriots, Bill Belichick, Roger Goodell even. There's other teams that you love or hate. Pittsburgh, Dallas, Seattle, San Francisco, so on and so forth. We certainly have it in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Golden State right now, so polarized. LeBron James has been that way for the last 10 years. And, and other teams have kind of come and gone, but there's always been somebody took a couple of years after Jordan retired to really get there, but they got there and it's been there ever since. And NASCAR still does not exist. No. And, and you know, and if your, your last name is Bush, then I hate you if you're, if you're in NASCAR, but outside of that, you know, there's, there's not even a ton of villains. College football that's, that exists, right? Nick Saban in Alabama, Pete Carroll, Southern right. Cal. There, there've been a couple of those kinds of, of programs that have come and gone that the whole country is rooting against. I mean, the SEC kind of gives you a little bit of that, too. Well, it just means more here. How many people out there roll their freaking eyes to the back of their head when they see that ad? And you just can't even stomach it. You may hate it. You may loathe it. It may keep you awake at night. But it gives you an entity to actively pull against, teams to actively root against. So if Alabama's playing Vanderbilt in a game that you don't want to watch... And Vanderbilt leads 3-0 after the first quarter playing up in Nashville. You're like, wait a second. I'm a Vanderbilt fan because I want to see Nick Saban lose his crap again. Right? Right. Yeah, and you're flipping and you're watching that channel even though there's something that you probably have closer ties to on another channel. You're flipping and watching that game because you want to root so hard against somebody. You don't, it is, you don't, you don't have as much of that in NASCAR. Right. But, but, but in the 80s, it was all about that. Major League Baseball is kind of the same way. With the Red Sox, Yankees, you know, I think half the country identifies, even if you have your own team, and I know that you know, a lot of our listeners do, and I'm a Braves fan, but 
are you when the Red Sox play the Yankees? Who, who are you rooting for? Like, I, I become a Red Sox fan there. I, I'm more Boston than New York. Oh yeah, right. Fenway Park. Give me the chowder. Boston strong. Right. Oh, all of a sudden, David Ortiz, big poppy. Oh yeah. I can't understand a word of what he's saying, but man, that guy can hit the baseball. I love him. Uh, you kind of have that in Major League Baseball, and that rivalry will make you roll your eyes. But oh, it's on Sunday Night Baseball. I'm going to stop and see what happens here for two and a half minutes. Yeah, the games are like five hours long, which defeats the purpose of our previous conversation today. But you still kind of want to see it. There's there's other teams that have kind of come and gone. You know, Giants, Cardinals, they have their brands like a Steelers in the NFL where they just always seem to be relevant. You need those things. 654-7627. John joins us next on the phones. John, good afternoon. Hey, Rory. It seems to me that you could really help NASCAR. When they went from all the cars being different to all the cars looking the same, and then the restrictor plate. Yeah. You know, they all go the same speed pretty much. I mean, to me, you can fix NASCAR by taking away. So it's just like in football where they've changed the game so much to protect the players, but it changed the game too much. And, uh, you know, I think the cars ought to be able to burn whatever fuel they want, go as fast as they want. Of course, there'd be more wrecks. You know, I went to a race in Charlotte one time, and there was not one wreck. And the good thing about NASCAR was it's so loud. I'm a musician, and it's extremely loud when they all crank up. And that was fun. That was great to be that loud, like drag racing. But just to watch them go around and around, they're all going the same speed. All the cars look the same. It just killed it to me. So mix it up a little bit, John. Thank you. You agree with that take? I couldn't agree more. In fact, NASCAR had the IROC series. Back people will remember that, where everybody drove the same car, and you, you, you... Everything was 100% the same except for the driver. It it kind of crashed and burned because nobody really liked it. So what do we do? We turn the whole sport into that. I mean, you, know, you can call it a Toyota or a Chevrolet or Ford, whatever you want to call it. It's They're all the same. You can't tell what the difference are unless you look at the decal of the, you know, on the front of the car. I mean, you just, they've turned it into the IROC series. Six five four seven six two seven. Variety would be better in NASCAR to have the ability to tinker with your car and your fuel and different components to it. It would mean you would see just changes in how races were conducted and how they were finished and in how cars go about their business as opposed to it being so uniform. I mean, the NFL is kind of suffering a little bit right now along similar lines because it's been deemed the no fun league where the post touchdown celebrations have been reined in by Roger Goodell. And I think they're going to lessen some of that here going into this season and, and in future years to try to generate some of that spontaneity because as a fan growing up, you identify with that and you want to see more of that. You want to see less at sports. It's supposed to be fun. Yes, it's big business big business this year in 2017, and it has been for decades, but it's bigger than ever before. You still want to have fun. You want to take that away. That's why we started playing when we were three or five or Pop Warner or Legion Ball. Our third hour continues. We've got more of your calls coming up. 654-ROAR. And back with a lot more after this. I'm a donut nut. I'm a donut nut. I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. Hi, I'm Glenn Reese with Krispy Kreme Donut Company in Anderson and Spartanburg. We're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Drop by for a delicious donut and a cup of coffee. Pick up a box for your business or church meeting. Share them with family and friends during a time of need. Call Spartanburg and Anderson Krispy Kreme. I'm a donut nut, I'm a donut nut, I'm a nut for Krispy Kreme. You know, if you're a sole proprietor, your company has several hundred employees. Kiwi Financial advises on small group retirement plans. If you already have a plan, the independent financial advisors at Kiwi Financial Group will do a comprehensive review to get you a more efficient plan to help save money and improve your returns. Discover successful business strategies with Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson. Give them a call today at 654-5043 or go online at kiwifg.com. When you've been in business almost 100 years, you've been doing something right. Since 1917, the key to Harmon Lumber's success has rested on its hardworking employees, people just like you. 
providing top lumber, building supplies, and contract services. You can be confident in customer service and support you can trust for your project, whether construction or large remodeling jobs. Call 353-5053. Find us on Facebook or online at harbinlumber.com. Mickey here. Let me tell you about our friends at Zero Res Carpet and Air Duct Cleaning. Traditional carpet cleaners leave your carpet either soaking wet or it gets dirtier faster. Zero Res uses empowered water so your carpets won't get stiff and crunchy and with no residue, they'll stay cleaner longer. No toxic chemicals or detergents. Mention Mickey to get three rooms for $129 and a fourth room free. Online at ZeroResGreenville.com or call 558-7300. Spell it backwards or forwards, it's the right way to clean. Hi, this is Coach Dabo Sweeney. You know, when it comes to buying or servicing a vehicle, I always choose Toyota of Easley for their great selection, affordable prices, and outstanding customer service. Toyota of Easley is a family-owned business, and in all the years I've been a customer, I've always been treated like family. I encourage you to visit Toyota of Easley if you're looking for a new or pre-owned vehicle or in need of service. Toyota of Easley is all in, and their name means a great deal. This warm and sunny time of year should be filled with happy memories, road tripping to vacations. That is why My Garage by Essex wants you to have a happy car. Because who wants to spend their trip to the beach worrying about their car not starting or any other painful car mishaps? Not us. My Garage has a team of highly skilled mechanics with over 100 years experience who are honest, reliable, and professionally trained, which is reflected by doing the job right the first time. Don't leave your family's getaway up to chance. You all deserve to have a pain-free getaway. And while you wait for your car to be treated like the major investment it is, treat yourself to some hot coffee and free wireless anytime in our comfortable waiting room. My Garage is here for you. Come visit My Garage by Essex for all your maintenance and repair needs on Highway 93 in Clemson. Or call 633-5800. That's 633-5800. Happy motoring. Nothing says spring and summer like the enticing aroma of food on the grill. Craft Stove Store and Patio is here to help you get your grill on. For the past 37 years, Craft Stove Store and Patio has been the upstate's grilling headquarters. Charcoal grills, gas grills, and smokers. Craft Stove Store and Patio has the selection to set up with your perfect grill and a large supply of big green eggs. Craft Stove Store and Patio, 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Roy Philpott on WCCP. But it's a well-known fact. If a camera's not on him, he treats old people and children like dirt. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. All right, third hour continues on a rainy overcast Monday afternoon. Feels like a Monday. Although I've enjoyed this show, I, I, I like entering these topics where... Admittedly, I'm not the world's biggest expert, and I mean, I'm not that on anything, but if you're going to call in and talk about Deshaun Watson or Clemson's national championship run, I'm going to talk. If you're going to call in and talk about Tom Brady, what happened in the Super Bowl, 28-3, they come back and they win it in OT, I'm going to talk. NBA playoffs right now, what happened last night, last night at LeBron James, I'm going to talk. NASCAR, you know, I don't know as much. But I don't mind telling you why I don't watch it. And all the stuff today is stuff I've already known. And we've kind of talked about it. And it's not going to make me want to go to a race more or to watch it more. But I appreciate it. And I, I'm learning a little bit. I'm not above that. I don't I don't know everything. And I don't claim to, I guess. But it's been a fun show. In the last couple of segments, it's been enlightening. And I appreciate that. I got Clemson Cody. I got Big Blue coming up right now. First, I remind you, we're brought to you by, presented by our good friends at ZipRecruiter, where right now they want you to post your job opening at your company or small or medium-sized business for free. And yes, it's that easy. ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites like other job sites. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. And in fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in less than 24 hours. Think about that kind of power. No juggling emails, no calls to the office. Screen, rate, and manage the candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today, as in right now, why ZipRecruiter's been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide. Right now, our listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. 
listen to the new phrase here, ZipRecruiter.com slash Roy. That's R-O-I, ZipRecruiter.com slash Roy. Try it out for free today, right now, ZipRecruiter.com slash R-O-Y. If you have a job opening, this is where you need to go right now. ZipRecruiter.com slash Roy. More of your phone calls coming right now. Clemson Cody, very patient. Co- well, NASCAR, you're losing that superstar power, uh, so you got to place more importance on each race. I think uh, that would help turn things around a little bit. Cody, we appreciate it. I don't disagree with that notion whatsoever. Stay in touch with us as well as a first-time caller. You look at the NASCAR schedule for this year. First race, Advance Auto Parts Clash, Sunday, February 19th, 8 o'clock, Daytona, televised on Fox. That's part of the problem. And it ends the Ford EcoBoost 400, Sunday, November 19th, 2.30, Homestead Miami Speedway. That's basically the entire year. If you're in NASCAR, when do you get any kind of break? I mean, think about that for a second. Landon Walker, former Clemson offensive lineman, uh, works in the pits, one of the crews. Done a great job. He's built a, an incredible career out of it. He, uh, yeah, he works for Hendrick Motorsports. And another, Tig Willard is really is a uh, Tig. is a tire changer Jonathan now Willard for somebody. Yeah. I haven't thought about him in a while. That's good to hear, too. In fact, I believe he's going to be on Mickey's show sometime soon. Fan-freaking-tastic. How about that? But... If you're Landon or Tig Willard, Ben, when do you get any time off? Because if you're working in NASCAR, and I know uh, I know a couple of people that have uh, produced it on television and that have been involved in the broadcast, you, you got the race and it wraps up on Sunday, and then the following Tuesday, you're off of the next track. It's mid-February to mid-November. I mean, you you get. I mean, that that's the grind of all grinds, right there. That makes Major League Baseball look like a drop in the bucket with its 162 games. It's a long season. So, what Clemson Cody was talking about, you got that many races, and Ben, correct me where I'm wrong here, but one of your most important races is the very first one, right? It's in the first right. month of the season. With that kind of length of the season itself, man, that's way too much. Let's be real. That's way too much. And it de-emphasizes even more than Major League Baseball the importance of each individual event. That's true. So, you know, you you consider the notion of contraction again, as we talked about with MLB potentially. I I don't see how it happens if you just eliminate a race, you know, because that's gate revenue, television, advertising. You just lose it for that race. Even though it's in decline right now, it completely goes away there. You're not going to do that. And the perception there would be awful too. Yeah, in an, in an effort to bring in more viewers and fans coast to coast, they ended up killing the core fans in this, you know, in the basically in the southeast. Um, you know, you had to go to California and Texas and Michigan and some of these places because you had – huge population bases there that you wanted to become NASCAR fans. And I guess in that standpoint, you know, it helped some, but when you, when you reduced races at places like Darlington and, and, you know, other tracks, Rockingham and places like that, that were really what built the sport. It, it backfired. I mean, there's just so many reasons. It's, it's been a perfect storm of, Poor decisions by NASCAR that's brought you to where you are now. And never mind outside of NASCAR, the average sports fan has 17,000 more options in 2017 yeah. than what it did back in 2000. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mean, meanwhile, competition from other sports is as great as it's ever been. That's an issue. 654 Roar Big Blue joins us next on the Northland Communication phone lines. Big Blue, good afternoon. Good afternoon, sir. How are you doing? Doing very well, my friend. Hope you are. That's good. I, I was talking to Ben about, okay, you got NASCAR, right? Then you got NHRA, National Hot Rod Association, drag race, top fuel, 338 miles an hour. Woo! 200 miles an hour on a motorcycle in a quarter mile. Man! Yes. And if you've never been, the first time I went was like 1992. In Atlanta, Commerce Dragways. I have only missed one race since then. Holy cow. This past past year, well, first week in May, I was down at Commerce. 
And you got females, you got African-Americans, you got Hispanics, and that place was sold out. If you ever look at an NHRA event versus a NASCAR, like even an NASCAR event, half the stands are empty. You go to an NHRA event, you get a pit pass and everything. So I told Ben to make sure you're up in Charlotte on September the 16th and 17th. And you will lose your mind. Tell me what it's like to see a vehicle travel on land at nearly 350 miles an hour. How, how far are they going? I mean, you can't go very far like that or you just lose control yeah. with things. What's it like? 1,000 feet. They go from zero to 100 in six-tenths of a second. Wow. Okay, can you imagine in six-tenths, not one, not six seconds, six-tenths of a second, zero at the eight mile or six Oh, Big Blue, I think we and, lost. Oh, there we go. Go ahead. But anyway, you know, it's just a heart-pounding throb. We're talking 10,000 horse vehicles. And if you ever get a chance, every ticket to pit pass, you walk straight up to the car and look at them. And it's not like NASCAR where they keep the drivers isolated. You got to pass a room paper or whatever through a gate, uh, through a plexiglass spot. You can walk right up, take pictures with the top drivers all the way down to the bottom driver. It's awesome. So if you get a chance to go up to Charlotte in September to the Carolina HRA Nationals, just get in free. All right, Big Blue. We lost you there a little bit, but we got the gist of it. Thank you, my friend. Rocket launching is not a sport. I mean, I, I, <laughs> I was on an airplane yesterday morning leaving Bradley International Airport up in Hartford, Connecticut on American Airlines. And that plane took off a little quicker than what normal planes do for whatever reason it felt like. And, and it kind of jerked you a little bit. You know, you, you kind of hit the air. You're probably going a little less than 200 miles an hour to kind of get going. But it's, it, it takes you like a mile or two to get going that quick, right, to go that fast. It, it, that happens from zero, zero to 100 in six-tenths of a second. I mean, that, that's got to feel like an alien thrust force behind you doing something. I mean, I, I can't even fathom what that's like. It's a rocket. <laughs> it's it's a rocket on land. Yeah. Hey, don't talk to me talk to me about pace of play, though, if you're an NHRA fan. I mean, think about that. You wait, what, 10 minutes between races to watch a three-second race? <laughs> oh, yeah. that. All right, so I wouldn't like that part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Roy would be on his cell phone, making phone calls, checking Twitter. Tapping his foot. Come on. What's the hold up here, people? Let's get it going. But still, I just it's got to be a ferocious noise, an earth-shattering event, and just an incredible thing to witness for like two and a half seconds. And then I would lose my mind if I was in that particular vehicle, worried that it just like kind of fishtails and you lose control. And then, I mean, how, how do you survive a wreck at 350 miles an hour? <laughs> I, I don't even know. I mean, I, that blows the mind just thinking about that, I guess. You don't. You, yeah, and so maybe that's the lore of going to to see some kind of maniacal, maniac uh, crash, if I could talk today. Final segment of the show coming up. You want to talk with us, give us a buzz. A lot more we will get into in our final 15 minutes or so. 654-7627, the magic number. Text line open for business. You guys have been very active there. We thank you for that, 986-1566, and also on the Twitter at Roy Philpott, at Ben Milstead. Drop us a note there. And back to wrap it up. It's been a very eventful Monday after this. Everybody knows the story. You can't sleep on a bed that's too hard. You can't sleep on a bed that's too soft. But you can sleep on a bed that's just right. Engineered sleep might not have been around when Goldilocks was written, but they know that a bed that's just right is made just for you. It's not just a fairy tale. They actually build a mattress based on your sleep habits and patterns so that you can get that Goldilocks kind of sleep. And if after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process and learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there's no middleman. Factory to you. And you can score a significant discount by picking your mattress up instead of having it delivered. 
engineered slate, it's not mattress shopping, it's an experience. McNeely's Store and Rental is your Clemson Grand Rental Station. We are right here for you locally in Clemson on Tiger Boulevard. Don't let your summer list get you down. We have it all from renting scaffolding, stump grinders, pressure washers, mini excavators, skid steers, and so much more. Check out our full rental catalog at McNeelyStoreAndRental.com or call today and make your reservation at 864-654-9187 right in Clemson on 980 Tiger Boulevard. Life insurance. You know you need it, but do you have enough? 85% of U.S. consumers agree they need it, but only 44% of United States households have individual life insurance, an all-time low. When asked why they didn't have life insurance, many said, nobody asked me about it. Well, make no mistake, I'm asking you today. Maybe it's because the process can be difficult. Maybe it's because the process can be frustrating. But as an independent insurance broker, we have all the best plans and rates. Life insurance is not for the people who die. It's for the people who live. Life insurance helps us protect what matters most, our family. Call us today to get a free quote, 467-8738. I'm Guy, the insurance guy, and what we do is simple. We make life insurance easier. Whether football, basketball, or baseball is your sport of choice, you know that the key to winning is a strong roster. And great coaches know that having the right players comes from scouting in all the right places. Well, finding great talent for your business isn't any different. You can't find the best candidates posting on just one job site. You need to post on all the top job sites. And now you can with ZipRecruiter. At ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with a single click, and then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your position. And that's why they're different at ZipRecruiter. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. So no juggling emails or calls to your office. Just screen, rate, manage candidates all in one place with an easy-to-use dashboard. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide. Right now, our listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash quok. Try it for free today at ZipRecruiter.com slash quok. Hey, this is Joseph from Local Q, inviting you to come try our famous house smoked wings. Tossed in our signature barbecue rub, these wings are sure to leave an impression. Pick between any of our 10 sauces, including a blueberry chipotle barbecue, coconut curry, and inferno for the daring. We also offer great lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., and a unique brunch menu Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit us at 30 Orchard Park Drive, Suite 7, or online at www.localq.com. Remember, Local Q is 21 and up at all times with a valid ID. Trip with a lower body injury. So tall, tall order. And the only way to win. Roy Philpott on WCCP. Fourth quarter's coming up from Death Valley. Second half is underway. Ten seconds, and it can't stop now. Nebraska's out of timeouts, and Clemson has indeed proved itself to be the number one team in all of college football. Here's the end of the game. Are we finished? Done. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. All right, final segment of the show. Back at 105.5 The Roar. Ben Milstead, Roy Philpott. You know the number. If you want to talk with us, go ahead. Get your calls locked, loaded, ready to go. The All-ACC baseball team has been announced. Six Tigers earned first, second, or third team designations, a.k.a. All-ACC honors. It was announced a little while ago by the Atlantic Coast Conference junior outfielder Reed Rollman. First team All-ACC. How about that, Reed Rollman, getting the job done? Seth Beer, sophomore, junior left-hander Pat Crawl received second-team all-conference honors as well. Junior lefty Charlie Barnes, graduate first baseman Andrew Cox, junior outfielder Chase Pender, third-team all-ACC. Clemson six selections tied for third most in the conference. Shortstop Logan Davidson also named to the all-ACC freshman team. That news coming out uh, a few moments ago. Rollman hitting a robust 380 this year. Six long balls, 33 driven in, 42 runs, and a 471 on base percentage. Reed Rollman's been a really pleasant surprise this year. Reed Rollman, beard, hair, and all, needs to have a fantastic ACC tournament in Louisville, Kentucky for the Tigers to host and to uh, 
to have a chance maybe to go back to back with ACC tournament championships. He's been he's been clutch, especially with you know when Beer kind of going through a little bit of a slump. Uh, Reed Roman, what carried that part of the lineup there for a while, and uh, you know we know we know the respect level Coastal Carolina has for him. Yes, <laughs> that they they walk him to get to Beer. So yeah, that's that's a good list. Not not surprised at all that he's. On the LACC. On the text line, 986-1566, our good friend Tommy, hashtag bring the hate. Two and a half seconds, huh? Sounds like my wife discussing our intimate moments. Tommy. I don't think you're supposed to read that out loud. Tommy. He said it. I wanted to read it. I thought that was decent. We feel bad for you on that one, Tommy. I can't really help you out on that one either. Game three. Pace of play, Tommy. Pace, Pace of, of play. play. <laughs> uh... uh. Go ahead, recover. Game four tonight, Golden State at San Antonio. Speaking of recovering. Yeah, the Warriors going for the sweep. Nine o'clock start. Golden State on the road, favored by 11. For the Spurs to stay alive, plus 588. Kawhi Leonard, doubtful. Steph Curry, probable. Any chance at all this evening, the Spurs have one last gasp. 11-point dogs. 11-point dogs. At home, Greg Popovich, really? Yeah, after what happened last night in the NBA, I would say there's a possibility of anything happening. Not very likely, but um, wouldn't shock me. I mean, really wouldn't. I, I have been surprised that San Antonio has looked a little bit disjointed as a franchise here in the last couple of games. They've, they've yeah, been one of no Tony Parker, no Kawhi Leonard. I mean, can you really be expected to win? No, you can't. But just that's not a franchise that's really had off the court issues or you know any kind of storylines off the court. I mean, the only off the court issues have been storylines have been how Popovich says something that's so crazy to a a reporter that it becomes funny, and it's not a story. But I don't know that something doesn't feel quite right there, and, and you do, you lose two players like Leonard and Parker. That's going to hurt any franchise. But um, I, I am a little surprised that they have not given a a little better fight than they have in this series. I am as well, and it's kind of unfortunate. I expected that series to be more competitive. We know that Game One of the NBA Finals begins next Thursday night, June 1st. So it, it, the NBA this year is going to go well into the month of June as it normally does. Let the countdown begin for Golden State Cleveland. I recognize Cleveland experienced somewhat of a road bump, a very small one last night against Boston in game three. They're still going to win that series, and they're probably going to win it in five games. The hype potentially for Golden State Cleveland round three is going to be off the charts. And I hope that finally that seven-game series gives us the kind of compelling theater that the rest of the playoffs have not. I mean, Boston last night gives us something. My expectation is the wait for this just title bout is going to be well worth it. I I hope that it is. Because starting next Thursday, I I want to dive deeper into the association and to what these NBA finals should be all about, right? I mean, you're with me on that, right? I'm with you on that, but... At the same time, I don't feel like many people give Cleveland a chance at all. So I wonder if that will be, if we'll have more of the same in the playoffs, you know, where you feel like you already know who the winner is going to be in every series. I hope people don't go into the, the finals with that with that attitude. But the way those two teams are, are going right now I mean, and the, the momentum that it feels like Golden State has, I would understand. I mean, it does feel like, Almost a, 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 that it's going to happen that Golden State's just going to win it all. But I mean, before again, last but night, I, I don't know that that was necessarily the case. I mean, yeah. I felt that way at the start of the playoffs. Then again, a lot of people felt that way last year, too. Right. So. And they, they certainly felt that way when it was 3 1 Warriors. Cavaliers come back. Thank you, Draymond Green. Thank you, LeBron James uh, against the backboard there against Andre Iguodala. I can't wait for that. And I, I hope that that's where it's going. I know that that's where it's going. So, 
at that point in time, for all you people out there listening, I, I expect to hear from you about the NBA. Honestly, it, it, it kind of goes against what I've been saying, but we've heard more about NASCAR today than we've heard in several weeks about the NBA playoffs. So, I, you know, this is the heart of NASCAR country. That That's certainly part of that discussion as well. And we'll see where it goes uh, moving forward. But I want to ask you this in our final segment, 6547627. What kind of chance do you give Clemson this year in the ACC tournament? No bold predictions from yours truly, obviously. I'm not going down that road again, but I hate saying this because I feel like it almost jinxes their opportunity. If I could have pit them against two other teams out of every other potential combination that would have been available in this year's ACC tournament, th- these would be the two that I would probably take. You know, I didn't want to see Florida State, didn't want to see Louisville, didn't want to see North Carolina. If you're going to give me a seed that's better than me, then give me the seed that I was able to beat earlier this year in a three-game series in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Clemson has kind of owned Duke over the years. Right or wrong, they just kind of own them, and they're you know, a lower seed this year, so I'm okay with that. I hate admitting this, but their pull looks quite winnable. Even if it doesn't happen, I'm still going to come back Friday and tell you that. I kind of like their chances to get to the semis. Mm-hmm. And I hate admitting that on the air. I absolutely hate admitting that. I don't think their chances are extremely high. Virginia, while you beat them two out of three earlier in the season, Virginia's played really good down the stretch. Um, but if you do, let's say you do win Pool D, then you're matched up with Pool A. Wait, wait a second, wait a second. It, I, I didn't even realize this. Yeah, then you're matched up with Pool no, A. No, it's Pool D. Pool D. How many pools are there? Four. And it goes A, B, C, and D. Yes. And we're matched up with Pool A, which I assume is number one Louisville, Florida State, Notre Dame. Correct. Okay. So the 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 one that advances out of pool A uh is more than likely a team that has swept you this year in Florida State and Louisville. So But but getting to the semis you would just have to play them there and then and then at that point, right, the, then you're talking about advancing the championship. Yeah, and it, it would just I, be I just a, want to get to the semis. Give it would just Saturday. be a one game. Right. Uh it would just be a just a, a one game matchup there and then you know, the winner of BC, uh, not Boston, Boston College. College. Pool B and so, Pool C. <laughs> so BC got kind of the closet entry. They are, they automatically leapfrog into, into the weekend. That's great for them. Yeah. I, I don't like this. It, it, the fact that this sounds like algebra is an issue for me. Not to mention it feels like this thing won't be settled on the field. I, I guarantee you one of these pools, all three teams are going to end up one and one, if not multiple pools. And as we told you earlier, the tiebreaker when you got three teams at one and one is just whoever the the highest seed is. I think there's a very good chance that that uh, pool C and D. I mean, when you look at the team, C has Wake Forest. Is that the Miami. coastal in the Atlantic, or what is that? Uh, yeah, coastal. Yeah, you're haha. Pool C has uh, Wake Forest, Miami, and Georgia Tech in it. I mean, you look at those three teams, you could easily say they all go one and one. I mean, that wouldn't shock anybody. And then with with Clemson's there, Virginia, Clemson, Duke, they all went one and one. Not, I mean, wouldn't be shocked. Right. One win in my estimation, and, and Clemson's going to be hosting the NCAA tournament. I just want to go there and go winless in Louisville. Remember, too, if Clemson did advance to play Louisville in the semifinals, big if, mm-hmm. you're playing it at Louisville Slugger Ballpark. So you're playing it essentially on their home turf, which is not their home field, but it's in the city of Louisville. You got to think there's going to be five thousand Louisville fans there. Yeah, exactly. That game would be one o'clock Saturday. By the way, for okay. those asking, good to know. Good to know. So, uh, yeah, one o'clock Saturday, and then noon on Sunday on ESPN two. Very good. Very very good. And you don't like the Tigers' chances of even making the semifinals. You think they go one and one, which is again that's serviceable. That's okay. Um, I mean, I just don't think it, I don't think their their odds are very high right now. They're they they've kind of limped down to down the home stretch here, and uh, you know they they are have injuries at places that they don't need to have injuries, and just don't have a ton of momentum going in here. The one thing, 
and this is not an on the field thing. I was encouraged that Monty Lee just put it out there today. Not didn't try to give you coach speak that he just put it out there. Hey, we're going to give you everything we got on Tuesday. I mean, it's that has to be our approach. And I do think uh, I, I do feel good about the way Coach Lee has handled this team when their backs just completely against the wall like this. I mean, mainly last year in the uh, you know in the ACC tournament. I mean, they play their, themselves into a super regional spot uh, or a top eight spot last year. So you know, maybe maybe that I don't I don't I think you probably got to get to the championship to get back in that conversation. I think so. But stranger things have happened, and they happened last year. They did. But can lightning strike twice? Um. Yeah, Roy says no. It can't. I'm not saying a dang word. I can promise <laughs> you that. I, I I like the Spurs tonight to keep that game competitive. You've got a team and a and a franchise with that kind of heart, with that kind of coaching, facing elimination. They recognize the behemoth they're up against in Golden State. A healthy Kawhi Leonard would be fantastic. I would believe he finds a way to give it a go this evening, and, and San Antonio gives you their best effort. I highly doubt that's enough to actually sustain the series one more contest. I don't think that's the case, but I think that they will stay within the 11-point spread uh, that's been issued by our good friends out in the desert in Las Vegas. I, I would take San Antonio plus the 11 over Golden State. That game does not tip until well after 9 p.m. It says 9 o'clock. Typically, it's a lot later than that uh, over at uh, ESPN. Steph Curry's been banged up a little bit. He should be fine to play tonight. It's listed officially as probable. But I think the Spurs, I'm going to go San Antonio plus the 11 at home to keep this one close. And, and you know what? At the end of the night, it may be Golden State by seven or eight, so it's going to be a little dicey late. And I think Golden State wins outright, but I'll take the Spurs plus the 11, uh, the 11 points. Can I sell you on that for a second? I, I think yeah, that's – You like that? I, I could take that. All right. I wanted to sell you on something today. I don't think I'm I sold, sold. You anything else. That works. A quick reminder, no Walt up Tula today or tomorrow. Uh, Walt's got the next two days off. He does. The ACC tournament starts tomorrow night from a Clemson perspective. Tomorrow morning for the uh, rest of the conference. Tigers and Devils tomorrow, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock, uh, pregame at 6.30 right here. And uh, the Out of Bounds show will be in Louisville doing their show from there for the rest of the week. Oh, good. And lots of good things. So give you coverage not only of Clemson, but of all the games going on in Louisville. And we will also be with you all week long until Friday, obviously, when the Tigers' final pool play matchup against Virginia gets underway at 11 a.m. and pregame coverage bright and early 1030 uh, as uh, they'll have the call for you from up there at Louisville Friday. So looking forward to tomorrow's show. As always, working on a couple of